personal power, people positive, the community of connection. This is the Bob Jeswald Show. Understand when you when you yeah. exercise, you're going to get some aches and pains. Yeah. Because you're doing things repetitively or things happen, but there's there's methods mm-hmm. to do that. So um after doing that and then explain to people, this is when you're I can give a little bit of it, but your your long muscle that comes through your gluteus yeah. maximus and it goes all the way down your foot. It goes literally travels that muscle all the way down to the yeah. base of your yes. foot. And when you step down to more, it feels like you're stepping on glass. I, I, yes. I was at a point where I yeah. used a walker for a while. Mm-hmm. So I had yeah. from Red Nose 20 to Callaway Gardens on Red Nose was the fourth. Callaway was January 25th. I had three weeks. And Dr. Lauren Smith got me back on my feet. She said, you can, you've got all your training done. You got to get off your feet for these three weeks. If you can do it, do it. If you can't, you live to run another day. And so I just, mm-hmm. I just have mad props for all the professionals and the people who inc- not only encouraged me, but helped me medically to be able to finish that the marathon. So, so what would they say? And I'll think if somebody's sitting there going, then why the heck do it? <laughs> so, I mean, what would you say to that? I say, you know, your first focus is, is intrinsic. You do it because you want to. Mm-hmm. And like me, I say, I do it because I can. But the can part is, I am not a talented, uh, born runner. That is not who I am. And I'm not either. I, I totally agree. <laughs> I say it to people, they think you run a lot. I'm not. No, I, just I am do it. not. I do it because yeah. I love to exercise and I actually love running. I love running because you get there quicker than walking sometimes. Sure. But I just love the movement of it, of it, of it all. And then, like I said, I run because I can. I can do this. I can't swim, so I don't try sure, that. Right. But I can do this. This is something that I can do. And then I run for those people that I love so much that I know are people that I don't know who can't do this. At all. And I, I'm right. with you on that. Yeah. You know how many times I'm saying thank you, Lord, for letting me. Let me be able because to do this. what you, and I'm going to get back to, I, let me say this first because I want to get remind me to get back to that. But think about this for a minute. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you rather have fasciitis? than to have high blood pressure that can yes. lead to other diseases yes. or strong heart attack or whatever, right. or high, high cholesterol. Absolutely. I mean, it's worth its weight in gold. To treat fasciitis, let people know for the three, what, tell people what you did to get back what on your I, feet. What I did first was talk to my primary care doctor and said, what do I need to do? He referred me to the podiatrist who is a runner herself or a former runner. And she said, you're going to have to have some cortisone shots in your foot. And she gave me those. And then to for race, so I had those. She said, you have to get off your foot. And that was, you know, to to a runner or a person who exercised that's a lot, that's like, like almost like, you know, you can't do this anymore. Right. And she didn't say that. She said, you can do this if you can do it. Don't even think you have to do this now. Right. But the treatment was the cortisone shots in my foot, the rest, the ice, rolling my foot on a frozen bottle, you know, stretching exercises with the towel under the bottom of your foot. Um, and then the race week, I had actual uh, steroid pills. And that's the only way I made it, other than sure. the grace 
it was, as I say, the universe aligned with me that day. Yes. It was God's total grace that I finished that race. My friend Natalie Davis, who I had just met a year earlier, no I think relation. in Charlotte. No, no, relation, no, no, relation. no relation. We had just met her a year before in Charlotte. She came down to Soldiers to watch me run. Matter of fact, we met her you that year. It's amazing how it brings friendships yeah, like that. Yeah, just, just like this, that. This is good just, stuff. Just wonderful. She she came on down. She lives in Atlanta. But she came down to, and she did the half at Soldiers. Yes. So she'd be there for me when I finished. And and it was her idea, you can do Callaway. You get an extra hour. You can do this. I've done it before. You can do Callaway. I'd never heard of the Callaway Marathon. Right, and I live right, here. Right. And so and she came down to Callaway and walked those twenty six point two miles with me. Oh, she's a runner. Oh, yes. Probably five, ten minutes faster than I am. I mean, she's a runner. But she took it. She took day. her she said, No, I'm doing this with you. And she walked 22 of those miles with me. She said, that's as far as you got at uh, Soldiers. Yeah. I'm going to do those 22 right by your side. You okay now? And she took off running so she could make she the time. Get that four, she had to get miles. that time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she had to beat the time limit herself. Sure, sure. Yes. And she said, you okay? I said, I'm fine. I'm fine. I got this. But it was, you know, my, my doctors, like I say, my, my medical doctor then was Dr. Jack Ross. And he just, he retired last year. And I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? Yeah. And and then Dr. Lauren Smith, you know, and then my cardiologist, it was Dr. Macheski at the time. And they were like, you, you can do this. We're checking your numbers. All of this you can do. Keep doing this. Don't stop doing this. Keep doing this. And, of course, my husband pulled that walker out for me, and I had to just scoot around in the house for a while. Sure. But I did every exercise that they told me to do. I stayed off my foot for those three weeks. I showed up as soldiers. And my, my motto is start, or, you know, show up. Start and finish. Awesome. We, we, we say that, that one more it. time so everyone hears you that. Just show up. You got to show up. Got to show up. You got to show up. You got to start. You I mean get to that start mm-hmm. line, and you know then that adrenaline is pumping and the music is blasting and yes. Bob shouting and come on everybody, everybody let's up. go. Like, <laughs> Ron, you got this. Let's go, you let's have go. this. You're almost there. Come on, <laughs> Trisha. You got this. Right. Go. And even yep. if Aubrey's not running with me, it's like. He's saying, you know, he's only, he's taking my picture. He's yeah. like, you got this, you got this, you know, go on, you yeah. got this. But he did the half that morning. Right. So he, you know, wasn't just standing around. And then the last four miles, he met me on the course at Callaway. And he's like, come on, you're, you know, you're, you're pushing close to your time sure. and everything. And, and I think Renee, I think Renee came out. Somebody else came out and she says, Carol Lee's on the telephone. They're trying to, and Jenna's on the phone. And they're like, are you, are you pushing? Come on, we, we believe in you. You got this. It's incredible support. And it was just, you know, it was, and then everybody, I told Arbor, I said, they'll wait for me. It's like, you know, Joanne and I, we work well together. She's right. she's a total. I don't as ever you see, really say anything she hasn't Bob said a word yet today. And yeah, and, and, and she's the <laughs> a perfect relationship. <laughs> see how that works? Right. I, I interview her all the time, and, and she just nods her head. <laughs> so I, just say, okay. I know what she means. Um, sounds great, Bob. Right. It's okay to great. it's okay to be diametrically opposed. Right? Would you? Are you two guys diametrically opposed? And tell me about the interviewing process because it seems like you two guys are you different personalities, but but it works. So in, it, in your interview, it not only works, yeah. but um, it creates a cohesive uh, unit. In my mind, the only shape that rolls forward that's not a wheel is an oloid. Explain that. The oloid is the only shape that can not roll. An oiloid, I don't. I'm like, stu- is it a is it a gym thing or is it like an? How come I don't know what that is? Well, it, it's yeah. a it's a geometric thing. Oh, gee, I should know geometry. I, I had it's some science. This envision the Flintstones, right? The Flintstones. Okay, now I get it. That's right. right. <laughs> and that and Joanne, you knew what it was. What that's it? us. We'll say, okay, got it. Now that's <laughs> us. We we move 
in that synergy. That makes not sense. too fast. Yeah. Yes. Not too slow. Okay. But just enough to move forward at the right pace. Could you diagnose this? I was really saying it because just for the other people out there listening. No, you were. No, yeah, I'm sure I was. Yeah, sure I was. Uh, do, do you think I'm lying to you? Yes. <laughs> Could you diagnose that? <laughs> right. But no. I, I, and so that, that makes sense. So there's no, um, I mean, when it comes to socioeconomic backgrounds or anybody, it doesn't matter because we're all facing, unless, you know, doc, yeah. you, you know, when we get older, you know, things happen. We get dementia. There's different, there's different causes, different, whatever it may be. Maybe somebody who's just incapacitated or had a stroke and can't talk well or. Yeah, that, that, let me, that's a very important yeah. uh, uh, point. So we can only do what we can do. If we, if our therapist cannot have a cathartic relationship with an individual right. because of traumatic brain injury or, you know, uh, dementia, whatever it might be. Um, of course, we don't deliver care there, but there are many people who are physically, um, they have physical liabilities, uh, but they're cognitively sound. And uh, so quite often, even though physically they're not great, they still get depressed. They still have behavioral issues. They have, still have anxiety. They get grief when a, when a loved one dies. You know, there's addictions. There's all sorts of things that occur. And so we're faced with, you know, it's just uh, the assisted living populations in the po it's just a microcosm of, of national uh, population, and uh, they could get it as well. So um, we feel that we're serving an unmet need because it's very difficult when you have a physical liability um, to, to get optimal care. Um, you know, somebody's got to transport you. So what we do is we deliver the care right in their apartments. Yeah, that's awesome. you know, our, our providers are assigned to these communities. They go knock on the door and go from patient to patient and have their caseload in these communities. So it's a very efficient model. They can get the care. It's easy on the assisted living because they don't have to transport people. Um, and we've become the eyes and ears. Um, you can envision 150 residents and you have a wellness director who's sort of the individual that's supposed to manage and find resources in the community for various levels of care and need, um, we help them tremendously um, by having um, a professional therapist who's addressing really what they shouldn't be addressing anyway. Mindful Mental Health Services. I give them a call. One call, that's all. I shouldn't be saying that. Somebody else uses that line. Some attorneys use that line. But but it, let's think about it. It reminds me of that. It's a, a one-stop shop. I call you. You interview mom. She's sitting next to me. Right? Would that make sense? Mm -hmm. And you guys can maybe delegate or facilitate, you know, Orion, hey, we need to, um, let me see here. These guys can work on this and that. They need this kind of treatment. You'll send them over to that place. So you, they could be a, it could be a physical appointment or it could be, a teleappointment so, or both. So what would happen in that scenario, which you just stated, a therapist, a licensed clinical social worker, that's very, very important. important. Yeah. Okay. It's very important because an LCSW is like right up under a psychologist. Okay. Or a psychologist. Yeah. Okay. They, they're, they're, they're right there. So they're going to do what's called a psychosocial assessment. Okay. And then they're going to figure out the needs. Let's figure out what do you need? And once they pinpoint that, that's all they're working on. It could be a matter of 12 weeks, 16 weeks, 52 weeks, but they're oh. working on that need. So it could be 45 minutes, uh, four hour a week, um, 55. It just depends. And they work that out, the gotcha. therapist and the patient. How many? Yeah, so let me just add yeah. in here. So yeah. Orion, of course, um, 
like any other network partner we have, does not really get in the middle of clinical medicine. So right. that is left to the provider. So during that assessment that Orian alluded to, they make their diagnosis and set a treatment plan. Right. And everybody buys into that treatment plan, including often family members, because mm-hmm. this is a family unit problem. It's not just absolutely. It, yeah, it affects everybody, as you know. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm dealing. Now. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm talking to my mom on the way here. Joanne, Joanne, Bob's mom. Joanne met Bob's mom today through through tele phone, right. <laughs> and, and and didn't see her visually. But mom um, is, you know, my stepdad's got Parkinson's really bad, and he's he's. You know, he's. He, I always say he was cantankerous before, but he's more combative now. He's going through those those times of being a little paranoid and things going on. She's um she's got some heart disease, blood pressure issues. She's got her own issues going on, and she's trying to be caretaker. She's exhausted. She's tired. She just found out today. She brought it up to me that she's going to have someone come in and provide meals for him because she's not eating and he's doing feeding. Right. He's got to do a feeding tube, so yeah. he he can't even swallow anymore without aspirating. Mm-hmm. So. We, we got all this stuff going on, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, so how do we do this? But but there's services out there, and you can tap those services. You guys find those services for better mental health for our patients. <laughs> I love it. But, I you know, and it's it's great because both of you two are, you know, you love it. You're in great shape. You, you, you love doing this stuff. You have to have that kind of energy. you got to you know, practice what you preach, so to speak. So yeah, right. practicing what you preach and as the new, and I'm going to go back to, obviously, Kim in a second, Gloria, what, what what are you excited about with this position? Because Kim was touting you when I ran in. She was so, Bob, Bob, i got to tell you about it. i got this one new assistant. She's going to be a great manager for tourism and events. And you're just right on point to what we're talking about today. So tell us the, the excitement portion, what's making you just I explode. am super excited mm-hmm. because I live in Pine Mountain and the outdoors. That's what attracted me to Pine Mountain. That's what's going to keep me in Pine Mountain. And Kim has already, in three days, has taught me so much, but it's, just learning so much about the area and the love of the people. And that's what I find in Harris County and Pine Mountain is the love of people and the connectivity, the fellowship, and just the outdoors. That is what we all have in common. So I'm just super excited to bring tourism, bring the people to Harris County, um, and just grow it. Just grow what we have already. And you've got a canopy of trees, which which is nice about these in Georgia where joking around when you came mm-hmm. in today we have a lot of pines everyone knows if you're from georgia we're pine city around here that it's like we got green all year round although those hardwoods present something else but with those hardwoods kim and on these portions of the trails it gets hot here in the deep south it does but there's a benefit to that yeah canopy of trees <laughs> i guess i was gonna say oh, said, oh, oh yeah you know what's interesting you set me up and i missed it i threw a little shade there you know i just threw you some shade, I threw some shade. shade. <laughs> so but what's interesting speaking about shade she took her glasses off too glory didn't notice when she came in. i was like what's up with that and i said kim i never saw you without your glasses on but i finally see her eyes and see mm-hmm. who she is but anyway tell me about tell me about that shade because that people you know it's it, this is great because no matter where you are in the united states they have these type of things that yeah. work with what would that do for what does that do for anybody who wants to get out well the best part of our trail and and a lot of trails but our trail is it's mostly a rural trail so you you see parts of the county you go through like going through pine mountain it's not very shaded but once you hit uh the wood the the tree part, the rural part, if you will, then you you go through these tree lines that are just absolutely gorgeous. And then, you know, you you run through that tree line until you hit the Hamilton city limits. Because the great thing about these rail trails is they don't just go straight down a highway. 
particularly, especially with the Man of War Trail. It meanders back through the woods and then comes back into a town and then meanders back through the woods. So you're, you're seeing more um, foliage and natural um, beauty of the environment yes. more so than, than it would be in a urban environment. Confession time, Ray. Yes. Confession time. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Confession time. I do. I do this occasionally. Well, Joanne. Joanne's usually here, but she's taking a break, and I'll explain down the line why why that is. But uh, for good reason. But we get out and we get out outdoors. We have a lot of fun. But when you were building that trail, the ribbon cutting, you mentioned that it was was it November? I it was October, October. two thousand nineteen. Okay. Yep. okay. Yeah. Okay. So after that, then the second phase, this one, it just came up recently, all the way up to the country store. I, I kind of cheated a little bit. I went on there when I wasn't really, really. That's okay. That's said, okay. okay. So I had experienced it. It was like even the river walk when there was times when the river walk was expanding in Columbus, Georgia, I, I had to get out there with people. Like there was a big fence area. Could not pass this area. And I'm like, oh, I'll just go check this out. It, it was so exciting because each time of year, because of what you said, it changes color. Mm -hmm. it, it, it presents a different view each yes. time. Yeah. If the color of the sky, if it's overcast, yeah. you get that. And, you're right. So much of that is inclusive. I think on 354, when you're going north of Calway Gardens, that mm -hmm. area is probably the only place you have to cross. It's yeah. safe. You got something, and then you can enjoy the rest of downtown Pine Mountain. Yeah. You know, go get a coffee, go stop. If you don't want to do that, walk the dog. Dogs and animals are allowed, right? I mean, yes. is there any rules yes. so people know? The so only thing is non-motor. It has to be non-motorized. Right. Okay, glad to say. So don't bring a motorized scooter, right. that kind right. of thing. Yeah, and, and, you know, and it's it's... Skateboard's okay, right? Because I had somebody said they want a skateboard. I think Why so, would that yeah. be? And e-bikes are okay. E-bikes e are, are okay. Are, yes. No, what, an e-bike, is that something you get online? <laughs> Actually, we're going to go ahead okay. and throw a plug okay. out. There is wow. a bicycle shop in Pine Mountain, Chipley Cycle. Okay. And yeah. they um, not only sell e-bikes, but they also rent, rent. them yeah. for the day. Oh, yes. Right. Okay, tell yes. me, what is an e-bike? E it's an uh, assist, uh, okay. pedal assist bike. Okay, so you yeah, do it, it has assist. a little energy, and then it'll go a yeah. little bit And you can turn it on, or you can turn it off um uh anytime i've ridden one i've needed it on the trail okay yeah oh yeah i've needed the assist on well, that trail when you're going back up so let's talk about and i'm the, scared of this i don't have it which is great well speak you know because columbus rails the trails when you come off the let's say if you did it and you you come off the river walk and you come up through linwood or mm -hmm, whatever right. you come through that part of the dragonfly through talbotton and blah 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 then you're going through city, you're certain blocks, you got to stop. And right. traffic is pretty good. I mean, most people are good, but you always got to watch, especially if you're on a bike. But the nice thing about once you get on the portion up there, like that one ends at Solomon Road, and it's a different thread. Uh, yeah. Okay, different thread of the railway, so I'm specific. This one is adjacent in a sense, the Man of War, which kind of goes up. But you're right, the majority of this thing is, is going when you start at the top of the mountain, because you're technically at the top of the, the hill, I'll say, and you're going down. We got some elevation on the way back. I was right. going to say, it feels great to and go it, down. Oh, it you does. You can take your feet off the pedals and <laughs> yeah. just cruise. But going yeah. back, that's, that's where you earned your keep. Yeah. Amen. That's right. And I'll tell you, you can feel the burn. Even if you're walking. You're um, right. And, mm -hmm. and you bike. And biking, too, I would have to suspect you better have your chain tension better be that's just right. right. Although it may, mm -hmm. may snap. But, but I, you know, I'm being silly. But, but it's a nice challenge. There's something challenge. about that. And you you got places you can Look off, look, observe a little. Um, How does someone? I know. I always thought it was fascinating. You're, you're a basketball player, and you just go do this Harlem Globetrotter thing. And, and even the Globetrotters that go around today, they're all they just yeah. have this skill, which is totally yeah. remarkable. Oh, it's yeah. remarkable. Um, another guy I would meet and talk with all the time, uh, Cornbread Maxwell, Cedric yes. Maxwell, played at Boston. 
because um, he's from Charlotte. Yeah, so are the, a lot of these guys were from the. They're like I'm thinking of Banks too. Eugene yeah. went to he went to Duke. Duke. He played for Duke. Yeah, and, then, and he um from Philadelphia. He's a Philadelphia yeah, kid. Philly. North, yeah, Philly kid. But 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 so yeah yeah I spent you know a little time with with guys. Um, Glenn Rice played yeah. with the Heat. Yeah, he's from from Flint. Jeez. Carl Banks. Yeah, yeah, Carl. Yeah, yeah, Carl. Yeah, so. Played, so yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 when you think back, you know, it's a lot of fun, you know, getting perspective. But you say this, so, and especially with the Magic Johnson, so matter of fact, I played with him in high school and stuff. So do you think, do all these guys share a similar, is it where you guys grew up? I mean, you, you, you know, growing up in South, you know, in the Carolinas or those mm-hmm. who grew up or you even had a lot of time in uh, Flint, Michigan. Yeah. Some some tough areas, too. Um, does it bring something out of somebody like you to, you, you, it seems like guys like you, that are athletes and that they always give back. You have this give back thing. Like maybe you understand and is a social worker too, of course, but, but you understand the, the people better. Uh, I would say, yeah, yeah, you're right about that. But one thing that ties people together is, is sports. Yeah, there you go. I mean, something, cause it brings it, team camaraderie. Yes. And it, it, it teaches you to be a play, a, just a good and, team player. And more than likely, how me and you, you know, was talking, uh, if you traveled around a little bit, you're always going to know somebody in common. Sure. And, and, and sports is definitely the way uh, everybody reach out and, and know each other. And, and that, that, means, uh, that means a lot. Yeah, and, and it's this network keeps yeah. going on. And we, we get back to the network of if homeschool kids, you know, g- getting in touch with one another, trying to do it. Where do you, where do you so, think I, – I see – with kids say, let me, let me ask you this. Yeah. How do you handle a lot of kids Take you have a lot of parents. Let me put it this mm-hmm. way. Maybe these are not, I wouldn't, I don't want to categorize the homeschool cause I wouldn't know right. anything about that. I don't even, I bet you it's not so much an issue in homeschool, but I see kids outside of homeschool. So many parents, is it good? Is it healthy? And I'm speaking rhetorically here. Okay. I probably know the answer, but just when you think about these parents that every time their child gets an award, and I'm going physically and physical ed. Like I'll use track. I'll use okay. kids that are in cross country or football. My only child, even if they they did, they weren't great. They, you know, okay, but they keep putting them up there. They did great, and you got to do better. And if one of their teammates don't do well, they have they look like they're got kind of a kind of sour. And and I see that so much. I don't know if it's because of social media, the constant boasting, putting them up there. Is this not good when it comes to physical? I mean. Physical, because it feels like some kids like I can't do it because I'm not good enough. You're good enough because mom or dad tells you I'm so great, but then when the coach says, "Well, you got to work on this," it's very difficult. Or there's kids that can't handle rejection. Are you seeing a lot of that? I'm trying to think. How do you? How do we work with that? Well, there's well, a lot of questions there. One, was, yeah. One going going to go back to being confident and self esteem. Yeah. Everybody's not going to win. Right, you know, for people to understand, understand that, and and what that does when 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 parents are, are like that, the kid or uh, no longer enjoy the sport. I've seen kids quit because the parents was putting that kind of pressure on them. If a if a child enjoys a sport, they're going to work hard to to get good. But parents, of course, live they dream through their children. There you go. Okay, and and and. You know, we hate to see that, but but you know, everybody's different. But but parents who that that say grades is number one, 
because if you don't get decent grades, you can't play college nowhere. Right, because they're going to kick you out. You're going to you, right. You academic. You better get it. You better score higher. You're not going to be scoring on the court. <laughs> right. So you're out of here. So I would say you know they need to think about their priorities first when when they start grooming kids for for sports. If 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 they don't, then that's when you get the kid being rejected and. Sometimes they quit playing and then they start doing negative things for attention. Versus sometimes a kid can study a sport, become a great coach. If they was good but just just missed the mark, but love the sport, they can still contribute to the sport. How many sports do you guys do with hype then? So how many, how do you decide? I know this is like, I mean, or act, would it be fair to say activities? Yeah. Okay, so how many activities do you provide for the physical education part? Mm. Well, or do you just kind of about about uh, I'm gonna say about eight. Wow. Okay. We did yeah about eight. What eight are those sports. eight? And and it, does this because we're in the south? So does that yeah you know, maybe they're more like not gonna have ice hockey for example. Yeah. Or, well, you know, we did pinkleball. Great. Play yeah they play pinkleball. I think I'm pronouncing that. Right? Yeah yeah, but who wouldn't like pickleball? Uh, I mean, a kid, right. it's like playing ping pong in a yeah. giant court. <laughs> of course, uh, volleyball. Mm-hmm. Basketball, and that was a lot. We brought out the goals and mm-hmm. had some of the college ball players help that day. So we did skills with them. That's fantastic. And even kids um, who are not accustomed to it, they're going to learn right. ball handling, right? That's and right. there's some kind of a eye, the hand, you know, it's coordination you're learning. So there's you're, you're getting something out of it. So if parents are going to come here, yeah. they're going to be exposed to these different things. And, um, and you have professionals. Yep, they played they play baseball. Okay. Football. Uh, we had flags. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. we we did we did that once. Uh, yeah, so we, we you say that was intrepidation. What happened with the once? Yeah. Something must have happened. What what happened with the flag football? <laughs> Got a little rough. We, yeah, and and at that age, kids kind of understanding what positions uh, to play. Sure. So that that take that would take a little bit of time and coordination to to do football, but we did it. Well, yeah. So could you say this with me? This crosses no boundaries. I mean, I think this is international. Ice cream, you, you scream. We all scream for for ice cream. Oh. So say it again. Ice cream, you scream. We all scream for ice cream. There you go. Lake of Pisco Inglese. Yes. I was so confused. We all know about ice cream. That's just me being silly and goofy right now. But you did understand it. You knew what I was getting at. So it, it's self-control, but not everybody has self-control. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, you see a lot of people. I know a lot of people, and I know you do. Think about the people that say, hey, I'm going to the gym. They, they're already all in. You know, I do this thing. You know, I told you we were doing the Patriot Challenge and okay. stuff, and you did it too. I was real, real proud of you. You did some great miles. But not everybody is on. They, they want to do it, and then they just – and then when you go to ask them, you get, like, this pushback, and you don't want to be too forward and too pushy because then they get kind of ticked. To get to that is the motivating part of it. Are you motivating anybody? Does that help you stay on track? My motivation has to come from me. If I'm going to be doing this – for the rest of my life, right? I'm going to stay on track. I'm going to stay healthy. I'm going to work out. You have to be realistic. Not every day you're going to have that motivation at 100%. It's that's interesting to hear. That. I, I did that purposely to, to kind of put myself on, on in my mind what I do. Because when I motivate other people, it keeps me. This is just me. It's a personal thing. It makes me. But it's interesting to hear you say that. I mean, you're like, look, I'm doing this for me. 
And, you know, for me, when I get other people going, it keeps me going. Because the if th I don't do it, then I know, well, shoot, if I got to practice what I preach. The thing is that I'm not perfect every day. And so if I think about it, me personally, if I think about it that way, um, I feel like a failure when I don't meet those standards. Yeah, we, yeah, you we know? do that. I, I know what you're saying. And so what do you, in that regard... You, that's the pressure you're putting on yourself or is that the, what's the thing? That I think that's, a, I'm, I've always been a person to put pressure on myself. So I think that's a part of it. Okay. But I just, I want to be as honest as I can on my social media and show my journey as it is. And I, I say this, I'm not motivated a hundred percent of the time. It's all about discipline. I show up to the gym because just it's discipline now. One <laughs> foot in front of the other. When you walk into that gym, when you walk in that door, you have you can't really turn back. It's the, that's the you know, and I get that. And I say from the beginning for me, it was as soon as I put my gym clothes on. Okay, and I like I, that. And I, I, I like telling that to people because I, you don't get motivated to go to the gym, but as soon as you put that your clothes on, that's the first step. So, what are gym clothes? Which ones do you prefer? What kind? What are what, what would be your, What would be your brand? What's your? <laughs> which oh I'm my trying? god, I have so many. Well, right now I like Gymshark. You know, a lot of people like that Spanx one. Spanx is one, isn't it? What do they call them? Spanx or whatever? Am I right on that? Or I don't know. What do they call that? No, oh, I man, don't think I'm, it's I'm drifting here. <laughs> Today's I'm having a moment. Well, there's like Gymshark. There's okay. like Balance, Athletica. Okay. There's different brands. Um, what's another one that I really like? Ah, Gymshark. Easy. Well, it's called Act. It's from Australia. Oh, okay. Wow. So you're, you're. I mean, you 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 have done your homework. You, Amazon has really good ones. Yes, it sounds good. You're you're about the fashion too a little bit. In there. Yes. I, I remember. If you feel good at going to the gym, you're gonna do a, such a great job. Good. I'm gonna say just say that too. Get in. Just put those gym clothes on, and yes. you're, you're right through the door. Okay, that's that is really good advice. So you are, you you seem so comfortable and calm where are you going from here okay what do you hope to achieve now a year from today if we sit here a year from today what is Alondra going to tell me well I'm hoping to be an account executive here at WRBL great um I'm also which is a salesperson that's fantastic yes I'm so excited I'm also hoping to get my certification for personal training because I see there's a lot of opportunity to guide people mm -hmm. as well um, and for me, it's 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 fun. It's great to have somebody who leads you who's been through it already. They can yes. relate to you better. Yes. Anyone in particular? Are you looking just for for women? Are you looking for women with weight issues or just general? Where you? I feel like it's gonna be general. Um, and eventually, I do want to also get my um, certification for as a nutritional coach as well. Because um, it's like you never stop learning either. Mm -hmm. No, you, you never. You, there's always so, something new. Yeah. Now you get you get aches and pains like anybody else, and you know if you do something, how do you get over that? I mean, you you, I saw you touching your arm earlier. You did, did something to the arm, so you're gonna kind of get yourself fixed up there. So you're not someone who says, "Well, I can't go to the gym today because my arm's hurting." So what do you do? So I look for an alternative for my pain right here that I have on my shoulder. I just try not to work. Like it's it's usually it hurts when I'm overhead. Yeah, it's kind of doing overhead lifting. Like yeah. it's not really when I'm. Yeah. I, I don't know. Almost I just rotator. prevent yeah. those movements, okay. and of course, try to seek for medical help if it's lasting a long time. But mostly rest that area. You have made a great journey here, and just I guess I'm just trying to figure it out. If it was early 2020, you're talking about not even two. Technically, was it two years? Has it been about two years now? I turned a year in November. It's a, uh, it's like a year and a half. Oh yeah, my god, yeah, year and a half too. Is that crazy? What you've done in that amount of time? And you're let me 173, tell you, 173, and you're 250. 
when you started? To f- yeah, 246. 246. And let me tell you, when I hit that one-year mark... Are you going to have some agua? When Did I, I say that okay? I yes, okay. yes. <laughs> <laughs> when I hit that one-year mark, it was very, very emotional because when you start, you don't really see... You, it's like you don't really see it happening. You don't really see yourself hitting that mark. And when I did hit that one-year mark, it was very emotional for me. Like, I, w- I was crying. <laughs> I was oh, no. Crying. I, that's, uh, were you by yourself when you were crying? Or were you with I somebody? was by myself. Okay. I was like, I was, I was just talking to my followers. I was like, I can't believe I'm hitting one year today because I never saw this coming. But something that was also very important to me is taking it one day at a time. Do you journal every day on your your account because we'll, we'll put these links for people who want to follow you <coughs> is this merely just instagram or which one do you want what social platform um it's instagram my okay. s- the one that i share everything do you go live or is it just like you put a little video clip i'm working I, on I, i'm working on going live and having more interaction as far as live because i'm a little shy about talking on my social media sure but i do share a lot of posts with exercises that i do um with like share my journey uh, personal everything 